This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to the MK1 podcast. Your audio hub for everything Milton Keynes Dons. Well, the cold is going round, and I think it's definitely hitting me. I'm not sure about Joe, so apologies if we've got a bit of a tickly throat or some coughs here and there. We'll try and mute as soon as possible if we do. Um, but we are back after a week off. Um, Safe to say the morale was, was pretty low in the camp after Sutton, but obviously two games have been played since then. Um, myself and Joe are raised chat, all things Milton Keynes. So, Joe, how are you, my friend? Yeah, so I, I recovered from my man flu slash cold slash whatever you want to call it. Um yeah, I mean, results haven't necessarily changed, but I think, you know, there are certain things that, you know, with my rose-tinted glasses on, I can look at and say, okay, I can see where we're kind of going now. So, um, yeah, it's it's been okay, even if the results haven't been. Let's, I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, because I think, you know, we'll, we'll get into why we think that opinion, but obviously if we're looking at the last three games, uh, a one-all draw against Sutton, which... It was, I think, you know, a pretty disappointing result, quite frankly, considering we're certain we're in the league at the time and still are. A 1-0 home loss to Harrogate where, you know, we dominated the game in terms of every single start and possession and just conceded a really silly own goal um, through Warren O'Hora. And that's the game there. Then, of course, the latest game, a 0-0 draw against Warsaw on Tuesday night where, you know, I think one of my better, one of my better performances um, in terms of going forward on the season. But... You no, know, Ellis Harrison had about well, at least three or four good chances in the box. Seven and, shots. Yeah, seven shots and four. I say, I say at least three big chances and didn't finish any of them thanks to either some great keeping or just being a bit of balance. So yeah, an interesting set of fixtures since our since our last time we, we were on the podcast and chatting through it. So we're kind of gonna go through our general thoughts on the last sort of maybe two to three games. We're more we're more focused on Warsaw as it's the latest game here and sort of explain why. I mean, I think from my opinion overall, it's I'm not too fussed about what I've seen so far. I think, yeah, okay, like Sutton was pretty abysmal, and whilst and Harrogate's just a frustrating result, and I think the quality of the chances we had against Harrogate wasn't good enough. But Warsaw, I think we saw a different a different MK Dons to what I've seen recently. Um, a team that actually, whilst we didn't score a goal, as mentioned, you know, we had enough chances, in my opinion, to definitely win the game and. If it wasn't for some tactical keeping from Owen Evans, um, who got plenty of plaudits on the home commentary, as I was, I like to listen to the other teams' commentary and I'm watching the game games online. Yeah, you win that game fairly easily, and I think 
we'll get into Harrison later on, but he's definitely a man who needs to just stay in the box and just let balls come into him rather than the other way around because him ability-wise isn't amazing. But yeah, I think overall, actually, the team that we watched, the 11 that we watched in terms of Don's side of things, I think it's Warsaw, had a pretty solid performance, to be fair. I wasn't wasn't really many performances on the pitch. I was kind of like, okay, you played really bad. Like, I think Norman had an off day. I think Tomlin's had an off day, uh, which with both your wing backs isn't ideal. Um, but other than that, I was I was fairly set up with the team. I think it's one of the better 11s we're going to have, I think, going forward. And I think, you know, as a, as a core unit, it looks pretty solid. And they were, you, know, you could say they were unlucky pretty much not to get the three points really, Joe. But obviously you were at the stadium. I don't know what you, you thought of it overall. Yeah, no, I'd go with that. And I mean, just before I get into the Walsall game, just speaking kind of generally, um, you know, the first sort of five, six games, we were playing not great, but we were winning. You know, so you look at the Wrexham game, um, Wrexham had the better chances, We, but we were clinical and we're playing against a goalkeeper that's now retired. Um, Tranmere, again, we went ahead early, but Tranmere had all the play um, after from after we went ahead. Um, Crawley, we were pretty comprehensively beaten. Um, Colchester, again, we that, they had quite a few big chances. We did win it. However, we didn't necessarily dominate the game or dominate the chances. Um, Doncaster, again, we score fairly early and then survive, you know, um, chances and, you know, pressure later on, later on in the game. Crew, we didn't survive it. Um, but again, we, you know, they had the better chances. Notts County, again, you know, it was pretty even and I actually thought that that game was pretty even and that was a fairly decent performance. Stockport, we actually, you know, I know it wasn't good enough and, we sh- and um, you know, we conceded poor goals, but we actually did create a fair few chances ourselves that game. And that was the first game where we had a higher XG than the opponent all season. And it took till game seven, I think, or eight. Um, and then you had Sutton, Harrogate and Walsall. And those are the only games where actually we've won the XG this season. Now, I know XG is not any, everything, but it kind of tells you that we're creating more chances than the opposition. And I think it's, you know, for me, the overall overarching sort of what I can gain from this is at the start of the season, we weren't necessarily playing great, but we were getting the results and we were scoring. I mean, I know there's a famous uh, guy on Twitter who's been who called this basically by saying, you know, MK Dons are scoring a lot of goals, but they're not necessarily creating a lot of chances. And it, it looks like it's come to bite us and it's even and out at the moment. And now we're actually creating chances. Um, Harrogate, by the way, I I will come on to that. I mean, do you want me to go Harrogate now? You can, if you want, right? Yeah, go for it. I mean, so... Uh, Speaking about Harrogate, I think there's two big differences between the Harrogate and the Walsall performance. And I think the Harrogate performance, we had 27 shots, but we didn't even generate 0. Uh, we didn't even generate one xG. You know, so 27 shots. I think 17 were outside the box. I think I saw, or 16 were outside the box, and the, and so many of them, the ones that were in the box, were blocked anyway. And so I think it's fair to say that, yes, OK, Harrogate didn't create anything really and we gifted them a goal. However, we didn't really create anything ourselves. And for all the possession we had, that was quite disappointing. However, at, Har- at Walsall, I saw a team that actually looked like there was a plan. And one thing I will say, we were a lot more patient in our build-up play. Yeah. And I think that has massively helped by the two wide fullback, wide centre-backs and 
I think that Dan moving Dan Harvey to left centre back has been a, a bit of nothing. You know, I don't want to sort of be a bit uh, go over the top or something, but it's, it's a, some sort of a masterstroke, really, in terms of him and Tomlinson down that side have started link, link, linked up really well. Tomlinson created five chances. I, defensively, I agree Tomlinson is not up to much at mm-hmm. all. However, going forward, you know, he, he was he was one of the reasons why Ellis Harrison was able to get into so many dangerous goal scoring chance uh goal scoring positions. And I think that Warren O'Hara really showed a bit of um panache on the ball, so to speak. He really was um just passing it around quite nicely and we were you know, when we actually kept the ball, we actually were able to get up the other end and get in behind and actually start creating some chances. Now, I've not seen us, reg- you know, regularly and consistently create chances throughout 90 minutes as I did against Walsall. Now, yes, we did not score and there was some, um, you can either put that down to bad finishing or good goalkeeping. I think it was a bit of both, bit to of be both, quite yeah. honest. Um, but I mean, against Harrogate, the man of the match for the whole game was their keeper, and I think Walsall on you know on the on the uh, on the apps like their highest rated player was the goalkeeper as well, or maybe it might have been one other player, but the the goalkeeper pretty much was man of the match against Walsall too. And I know it sounds absolutely stupid to say this, but I would much rather have performances at this stage of the season, and I'm going to caveat that because when it comes to say February, March, April, I don't give a crap how we're playing; I just want results. But at this stage of the season, I'd much rather us start to get a system going, which I think we're starting to now see he's got a, set, a kind of settled 11 now. Stewart in the middle, Harvey and Warren either side. But going forward, rotating with the wing backs and Harrison and Isa in the middle, you know, being that presence. And then you've got the midfield of Williams cleaning everything up and then Gilby and Payne adding a little bit of, uh, you know, it. Gil be more up and down the pitch and pain just having that little bit of uh, delicacy in the final third. And I think especially in the first half, pain was really lively and did make an impact. So I'm not going to pretend that I'm really happy and delighted because, you know, we've, we're without a win in six in the league. Three of them have been draws, um, but, but you know, it's, it, it's not good for points, but I would say there is 35 games left. There's 105 points to play for. And, if we continue to put in performances like the Walsall one, where we're creating, we had, I think we actually had less shots against, uh, we had 18 shots um, against Walsall and 27 against Harrogate, but the XG was almost double against Walsall. So to that, that, that to me tells me that we're being more patient in our build-up. We're working the ball into good areas and, you know, going the other way, I mean, Wolves had a couple of shots from outside the box, which Mac, uh, Mac Gillivray dealt with calmly and and fairly without event. I would much rather it be that way and trending that way than playing playing crap and scraping a win at this stage of the season, anyway. Yeah, and I think it's safe to say, mate. You know, if you continue playing like the way we have in terms of trading chances and the XG and being a bit more patient with the football. Over the next sort of six, seven months to, to the end of the season, you're more likely going to finish higher up than you are right now in 11th. So, yeah, whilst on paper it's not nice to have not won against the likes of Sutton, Harrogate, and Warsaw, who, so Warsaw mid table, but particularly Harrogate and, and Sutton, who are down towards the bottom end of the table, you know, yeah, you got to look at the bigger picture sometimes. And I know there's a lot of frustration at the moment in the fan base in regards to results. And 
I think you summed up perfectly the fact that, you know, it's nice when you're you're winning and you're playing crap because at least you've got the joy of winning. But we're at a stage at the moment where we're not really playing well. Maybe if you take out Warsaw, um, and I'm not getting the results either. So it's it's the worst of the worst. It's it's nothing that you really want to be doing in general, to be honest. And I think you know, I've struggled watching the team at the moment. I think it's quite it's quite been quite a hard watch at the moment, but I think Warsaw you know, whilst it was still frustrating, if he didn't score a goal, because like some great keeping and maybe some, some some like cross wise at some points. I think overall it was a a pretty decent performance that you can build off. Yeah, and I think you know, let's get it real. Harrogate, in 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 terms of you know, I think they had three shots, yeah, or three or four shots, and we had twenty something. And I'm not going to pretend and say we deserved to win that, but you know, they scored an absolute freak of a goal. And I mean, well, Warren O'Hara and Matt, Matt Gillivray, you know, I'm Great sure everyone knows what we're about. When I, at Walsall, when I, whenever Matt Gillivray went to kick the ball, I was just like, was get out wide, just was, pull <laughs> wide, pull wide, you know. Um, but that was, it was a freak. And I'm not saying we deserved to win it and we were good because we weren't. However, you know, sometimes when your luck's against you, it's just against you. And I'm not just saying... You know, and I'd much rather at this stage of the season, I start to develop that play style. I start to sort of finally show signs that we've got some concise play. And another thing as well to say, when we played Crew Knox County in Stockport, we conceded over one X every single game. We conceded over one XG up until Stockport. The last three games, even our attacking has got better and we've actually conceded much fewer chances. That's another thing. I know it might not have been all guns blazing going forward, but in terms of actually the other opposition having chances, we have got a lot better in that regard. And people might say that's the opposition, but again, you can only beat what's in front of you, right? And let's, you know, so it's yes, okay, you may be able to caveat that, but I think there are there there are germs, you know. What, no, what's it? It's there's seeds that are starting to germinate. You know, we we're seeing sprouts, shoots of of what the manager is trying to do. And I think that, you know, let's face it, Jack Payne has been in the team for what, four games now? Yeah. He's not had a pre proper preseason. He's been out of favour at Charlton. Same with Ellis Harrison at Fort Vale, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, Tom Linson at Peterborough, he wouldn't have been playing games. And Stewart at Aberdeen. So that's four players that started against Walsall that haven't been playing consistently and have now have got three or four weeks under Graham Alexander under their belt. I think it's actually four weeks, you know, I think it's five weeks tomorrow since the transfer window ended and we've had four games in that time or five games in that time. So, yeah, we, we're it's almost like another, when you've got four players and most of them are, you know, pretty much starting most weeks, it's taken a little while to actually get to a position where, right, this looks like now the formula going forward. And I think he, he has tweaked things. He's he's recognised that maybe, okay, maybe we can't afford to go long. Maybe we do need to be more patient. And when we have been patient, it's it's it looks like it's starting to pay off and there's, there's some relationships in the team that are starting to form. So by no means am I saying, all right, that's it. You know, we're over the hill now, guys. But there's signs of improvement which are much more positive than when we were winning games and playing crap earlier in the season. Yeah, I mean, you spoke about some players there that obviously joined later in the window that I actually want to chat about now in terms of 
just moving forward and what we saw at Warsaw that we could see moving forward. Um, Ellis Harrison's an interesting one. Obviously, he had the two big chances in the game. Thought he was one of our better players on the pitch, to be honest, overall. I uh, didn't mind him. I thought in the box, in the 18-yard box, absolutely fantastic. I think he was so, so unlucky not to get a goal. Obviously, the overhead kick, he had a few chances where he was off balance, so managed to get a decent effort off where the keeper makes a good save. But I think he needs a bit more support. And I just, I mean, ironically, a bit more patience from Leco and, and Mo um, in terms of getting the ball to him. I felt like in this system... I think he needs to kind of just be, again, what his recruits have been really, a bit more like target man. He shouldn't be running around the pitch, in my opinion, just chasing after balls. And I'm not saying he should be a lazy striker. I'm just saying that he needs to be a bit of a bruiser and a bit more leaving like his mark on players so that when it comes into the 18-yard box, he can A, be there in the first place for a start when Tomlinson and Norman get forward. But also, he can, yeah, be in, be in a better position to finish the chances, really. And I think, especially when we saw... When we saw Mo on with him, Mo was trying to be typical Mo and be that be that goal scorer that he's always been in this Don's team. And quite frankly, he doesn't need to be that right now. I mean, obviously, yeah, we need to score goals, of course we do. But Mo's role is so much bigger than that with how he is as a dribbler and he's a bit more pacey forward compared to Ellis. And obviously, Leko came on and he was a typical um, selfish self in many ways of the ball. And there's a few shots the second half. I was like. Lad, just have played that he was amazing and awful at the same yeah, time. It's, it's typical Leco, isn't it, basically? He either puts an 8 out of 10 or a 2 out of 10. It's a bit of a joke, to be honest. But yeah, I think I think the the blueprints there in terms of Harrison, it's just, again, like again, like, like Joe said, the lack of pre-season, there's no time to work together. So it's like gelling together. I hate that word, but that is the case in, on this occasion and making sure we get the best out of Ellis Harrison because he could easily be the best player in his team. Yeah, and I think it's really, you know, we were having this debate in our group chat on Wednesday morning, once the dust had settled. You know, I was of the opinion that actually Ellis Harrison was one of our better players. But you could also say, well, if he has seven shots and doesn't score, as a striker, that's poor. That You know, that is poor. What is, you know, that's what he's there to do. And I completely understand that argument. I personally feel that as though Ellis Harrison added more to our team as a result of just being in the box at times and linking the play up. I think he won the most duels. He won, I think, 12 aerial duels. And so he was getting himself, excuse me, he was getting himself about and getting in the box and being a nuisance. And I actually thought that when he came off, we did lose out on that a little bit. Um, you know, but the fact he contested 26 duels and he won 15 of them. Um, just shows you how, you know, he really was trying to get involved and he really was mucking in. And I think it was a good outlet and it did help actually get us up in the pitch. When you've got someone like Tom Linson, who's a bit more wingery, a bit more of a winger than Harvey, but then you've also got Harvey backing him up. And I thought Harvey was absolutely fantastic. I thought on the ball, he uh, Dan Harvey won uh, 14 out of his 15 duels, which is just, quite frankly, absolutely fantastic. Um who's constantly there to sweep up and he, on the ball, he, he put in four, he put in six crosses, four of them met an MK Don's player's head um, or foot, you know, and I think that Dan Harvey Tomlinson combination could really be, be good for a player like Harrison who thrives off balls into the box. Um, so yeah, I think Ellis Harrison, he's getting there and it's, I know it's one of them where it's very cliche, but you'd be worrying if he wasn't getting those chances. 
if he wasn't involved. Um, I know that you know it's a very easy thing to say, but the fact that he's getting in amongst it, he's getting stuck in. He looked gutted, to, you know, to come off, and you could really just, you know, when he he, he chests it up and does an overhead kick, and it's it's amazing, but it's straight at the goalkeeper, and it's ah, like, oh, it's just one of them nights, and you think if even if even that's not going in, then then what will go in? Um, but yeah, I think I guess the question for me, Liam, is you know we've got three strikers that essentially will be probably on first team wages and be all be wanted to start in terms of Leco, Harrison, and Isa. So I guess it's what combination do you play? Does it depend on the opponent for you? Um, oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? I'm, I'm not. I think he played the right combination against Warsaw in in Ellis and and Mo. Um. Ironically, they both kind of offer similar traits in terms of how they're playing, how their roles are going to be in the team. Because you could argue that with Ellis in the team, you don't really need Leco's physicality that much because really you want someone who can just attack the attack the defenders and um, you know, be that sort of threat or different threats to Ellis. But then obviously Leco is probably the most direct player in the team in many ways. So you could say that, okay, well, maybe don't use physicality, but use his directness and use his sort of flair on the ball, but I think Mo is the best finisher on the team. So I think dropping your best finisher or maybe putting him to as like a maybe third choice striker compared to the other two who could say one is more of a winger rather than a striker is an interesting choice. Um well, it's a tough question that I I think I would stick with Ellis and Mo just because I think you have to have your best striker on the pitch, in my opinion. And I think I think Mo is that in the squad. I think it's tough to drop Leko, but I think he's too much of a live wire at times. And I think he suits certain games, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I quite like that. And I think um, what you were saying about Mo being involved a bit more as well, you know, I think he, Mo actually had 26 passes that he completed, uh, 26 passes. So maybe he was coming deeper a little bit more. Um, and Harrison, he, he only completed six out of his 17 passes. But one thing with Harrison is he was the one that was, a pit, you know, kind of competing for those initial duels. And then you maybe had Mo playing off of him. And I quite like the idea of, you know, you start Harrison and then I and then Isa, but then you've got Leco as sort of like a chaos player to come off the bench. Do you know what I mean? Um, but, but, but then again, I think maybe you play Leco and Isa as well because they, they have worked well. I think maybe if you're expecting a team to have more attack of the you, ball. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or attack so you I think more. against Notts County, Leco was fantastic because he had space to run into. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I mean, for me, Mo's, Mo's playing. That's like, that's a given for me. It's just whether it's Ellis or Leco with him. And I think when it's, say, if we, for instance, when we, you know, I don't know, go away to Mansfield, you'd expect Mansfield to probably be dictating the play. Um, and be be having the majority of the ball, so I think Leco would be a better option there. Whereas games like Harrogate and Walsall, where we we had more of the ball and we were able to pin the other teams in a little bit, and you can be putting more crosses in rather than playing on the counter attack. That's where I think Harrison might be better. Yeah, and I think if we are introducing a bit more patience into our game, then yeah, you might see a bit more of Ellis than we will of of, of Leco, which would be interesting. But I suppose the next conversation is. What do we expect Satis Poland Gillingham to do um, in terms of that way they play? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Obviously, the gaffer, Neil Harris, has just been sacked with the team uh, outside the playoffs on goal difference, which is an interesting choice. I think there was a stat the other, earlier today that I think in 2023, the only team in the league to pick up more points than Gillingham is, is Stockport. Um, in terms of, from when it was obviously last season um, and this season included on the various leagues. So technically, technically a top two team in 2023 in terms of the league, Joe, what do we reckon we're going to get from a, an Al Keith Millen, uh, Jules? Yeah, it's quite mental, really. I don't know what's gone on. Um, I think the general gist from what I've read online is is a lot to do with play style um, and the fact that they've actually been able to put together a really, really competitive team. I think, you know, maybe only Wrexham and Stockport have got bigger budgets than them in the league. Um, you know, so they'll be, they. you know, we've seen some of the players they brought in. Scott Malone from Millwall, Macaulay Bond um, from, where was he? Ipswich, Charlton? right? Charlton? Ipswich? Uh, Q, no, QPR. Oh, bloody hell, he's been around, hasn't he? To, yeah, this is what I mean. He's been here, there and everywhere. They got Johnny Williams in. They snatched him away from, I think, Swindon or someone on, on dead on during the transfer window. So, you know, they do have a lot of pedigree in their team. However, you know, their league position, I would suggest it's similar in a way to us in the fact that they, they well, I don't know if you remember, I think it was the first four games of the season, they won 1-0. Yeah. And that's just not, you know... You, you're not going to do that all season. And just having a look at sort of the general statistics, um, in terms of XG created in open play, um, only Barrow and Doncaster are worse. Um, we, I think we're about 11th, 10th or 11th or something. Um, but Gillingham are, they're, they're, they're 22nd in the league for actually creating chances in open play. And I think you can see as well from the amount of goals they've scored, they've only actually scored... Um, Whereas at Area, they've only actually scored nine goals in the league, but it's their very good defensive record, which has been kind of, which is what's propelled them up the table. However, I feel that, I mean, I'm I'm only guessing here, but I can guess from what the owner is maybe thinking is that, you know, okay, it's great to not concede many goals, but they've really not done anything going forward. And I think a lot of their goals, or a lot of what they have done has maybe been um, from, um, you know, set pieces and stuff. We kind of you, you associate that with a Neil Harris team. So I think maybe they're just going for they want more goals and they want to be more attacking, a more attacking and more potent uh, team. I mean, this is a bit of an amateur psychologist question, Liam. But do you think this will help them on help them? You know, the sacking will galvanise them ahead of Saturday, or do you think a lot of the players will be like, well, you know, we like Neil Harris, or you know, how, how do you think the mood will be? Oh, it's a tough question. I, I think, I mean, based off when we had Keith Millen 
uh, as our gaffer, uh, albeit um, temporary, like I'm sure it will be at Gillingham. I didn't, didn't, he didn't strike me as a person who was going to galvanize a group of players, particularly one of, I think, this, you could say, high caliber. Obviously, some of the, some of the players in this team, as you said, Joe, have played at high levels. Um, so it's a real mix of a squad, but I think I think Don's chances are a lot higher than people think they are for this game. Um, obviously, okay, played played okay midweek. Like we, don't think could have done much more in some senses, but I'm very surprised if Gilligan come out in the four four two that they've been playing under Harris. I see the likes of Conor Mahoney getting a bit more advanced at the pitch, and think him on his day could be quite a good player that the likes of Tomlinson and and Harvey are gonna have to keep an eye on. And of course, Macaulay Bonoff. Obviously, we know all about him from sort of goals he's got against us over the years. So, I think, I think it'll be a much more competitive game than some people think. I think obviously a lot of people are downbeat on Dons at the moment because, as you mentioned, Joe, no one in six, played some pretty mediocre to bad teams in the league based off the current league table. Whereas now we're taking on the team who you know are above us in the league. A win really puts them back into the playoffs and cements their playoff place. And I, I'm quietly confident. I think our strengths are will counteract their weakness. Yeah, their weaknesses, and also protect us against their strengths as well. So, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident on this one. Yeah, I think for me the sacking, it's a weird one because I think you know I don't think there was particularly much unrest. I think they were kind of. I think a lot of people thought it was maybe just a bit stodgy going forward. But defensively, they were good and they were picking up some results. Um, but I think it's a game, yeah, like you said, I'd be, I'm a lot more confident going into it after watching the the game on Tuesday. It really oh, seems absolutely. like we're starting to nail down, we're starting to nail down a sort of a, a play, a, a style of play where you can actually go right. I can see what we're trying to do. You know, we had some lovely little triangle link-ups with, you know, Norman, uh, Warren O'Hara, and Jack Payne. You know, they were good rotations you had Dan Harvey and Tom Linson they were swapping at times and you had Harvey putting balls in the box you had Tom Linson then cutting in and Harvey going wide you know we're starting to see these relationships form in the team and I think against the Gillingham team you I'm, I'm really I don't know what to expect in terms of are they going to be coming on to us excuse me impressing or I don't think you can change that much in was it 48 hours it'll be to the game or maybe just over yeah. that so well, of course, yeah, we're recording on Thursday evening, aren't we? So, mm. but I mean, I think they're a team that they're not necessarily known for their, um, shall we say, ball retention under um, under Neil Harris. And I mean, in terms of their um, possession stats, um, I don't think they're you know, I don't, I don't think they're one of the hot and sort of the higher in the in in the league in terms of their possession. So I think it's one where we could actually. I mean, I'm just trying to see what they had against um, against. You know, they they had more possession against um, against Crew. So maybe if they are going to have the ball, you know, maybe it could be a game for Lecco on the counter attack potentially. You know, they're going to be at home. They're going to be wanting to to stake a claim. But then again, I think after Harrison's performance in midweek, you'd be quite harsh to swap him out. Yeah, exactly. And you know, if they are going to be a bit more physical and set piece based, then. I think you, you think you need Harrison on the pitch really to try and help with that, and he's a bit of a bully, isn't he? So I think that's a bit of his main role. But yeah, I, I could see a very similar, if not the same team playing as Warsaw coming into this one. And yeah, I, I generally think we've got a good chance. Here. You know, both teams are a bit off form. Obviously, Gillingham haven't won in three. 
we have one in six in the league. Um, but I think it'll be a highly competitive game and pretty nice day to be fair. It was like 25, 26 degrees, obviously lovely weather. Um, so Can I most, stop you yeah. there, Liam? We're talking about gilling them away and you just said should be quite a nice day. Hey, drinking central, get the train in, happy days. Well, come I mean, on. I'd never thought I'd hear those two word phrases in a sentence, but there we go. Central London, I'm a few beers, Central London, so like get the train at half one, get down to Gillingham, a little short walk to the stadium, get the hell out of there. Lovely stuff. Well, I'm a designated driver on Saturday due to engineering work, so... That's poor from so, you, though. but fair play to you anyway. Say, yeah. Yeah, I think, I'm thinking leave, leave Kettering at, at about midday, arrive at Gillingham at half two, in, out, goodbye, thank you very Three much. Three points, lovely stuff. See you next year. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in hopefully not, one. to be fair. <laughs> Probably says if you had the home game, but yeah, hopefully not next Gillingham next year. But um yeah. Well actually, um I've got Gillingham is the, the league game which I'll miss for my um I've got a work trip in January. So um if you had to say to me, Joe, please pick a home game which you would like to miss um when you go on a work trip, I would say, hmm, I, I let me think about that. Yes, Gillingham. There we go. Let's get the long list out of all the names. Harrogate's there. Well, yeah, uh, actually, to be fair, I think there's a few contenders this season. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you very much for listening to the Income Podcast this week. Um, yeah, hopefully back to usual weekly running. Uh, I'm in Glasgow next week, so we'll we'll make it work either way. Um, but yeah, hopefully come back on here with three points against Gillingham. And uh, yeah, more positive, or positive Don's news rather than negative. So we'll see you guys next week. And come on, you Don's. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.